Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi and welcome back to India on 99.94, the home of cricket audio. I'm Nikesh Raghani, based in the UK, journalist, broadcaster and commentator. And my co-host, Sarah Waris, alongside me as well. Uh, just a reminder that we are your home for India cricket content. We'll be here several times a week with all the latest topics that uh, we hopefully feel that uh, you would like discussed on this podcast. You can find us on your favourite podcast apps on YouTube and via the 99.94 app. Thank you for joining Cricket's Conversation. Today, we are talking about India versus Pakistan at the Asia Cup. Massive game, Sarah. Biggest Mm -hmm. rivalry in world cricket. You work for Wisden right now. I did a podcast series for Wisden during the first pandemic, uh, during the first COVID lockdown here in the UK in 2020. Uh, with my colleague uh, Atif Nawaz, who I do commentary with uh, for the BBC as well. He's a British Pakistani. I'm a British Indian. We were just, we went down memory lane. We went back to 1952 and all the way up to the present day and discussed classic matches, classic series, big moments, spoke to legends of the game. And just talking about that right now, it's got me excited. It must be the same for you as well. Whenever it's India versus Pakistan, in any, I mean, they could play in anything, couldn't they? They could play tiddlywinks, yeah. they could play chess, they, you know, whatever it might. They could have a kickabout in the field behind my house. And if you've got India shirts and Pakistan shirts, people would want to watch that. They'll be interested, won't they? Yeah, I've not been so lucky. Like, everywhere. I've started following cricket very late when, you know, it was just bilaterals were not as frequent. So I've not really seen a lot of those bilateral series. I've just had to wait for years to see those one-off matches. Unfortunately, in the last 10-15 years, the matches have not been very close. It's often been one-sided contests. I'm kind of envious of, you know, the people who used to stay up get excited for India-Pakistan, have five or seven matches on a single series, uh, stay up and, you know, all the conversations around them. Uh, But yeah, very excited, looking forward to the Asia Cup. There can potentially be three matches. It's very exciting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you talk about bilateral series not being frequent. I mean, that's happened over so many years, just generally as well. I mean, you know, we, we only go by our own generation. And look, we we haven't had them playing against each other in a proper full bilateral series since 2007. Yeah, there was that white ball series, very short series where uh, Pakistan taught India over a Christmas period one year um, in 2012. But I mean, you can't really call that a proper full tour. Um, That was probably an attempt at some sort of peace making mission or whatever. Um, but 2007 was the last full tour. So there's a whole generation of fans who just wouldn't have seen them play against each other. I remember talking to Farouk Engineer on my Wisdom podcast and, and Asif Iqbal was on him for that episode as well from Pakistan. And Rookie never played against Pakistan in his entire career because, you know, the, the 1971 war was there and 
relations had broken off a couple of years before that. And they didn't play from basically the late 60s to I think it was 77, 78. So his whole career, he didn't play against Pakistan. And then they kind of played a little bit more regularly through the 80s. And then it kind of stopped a little bit once again through the the mid-90s. And and Pakistan then came and toured India in 99. Um, And then there was another few years gap. And then I remember 2004 five, six and seven, they, there were tours every year. It almost felt like too much <laughs> India, Pakistan cricket at that point. So for the, uh, those of us, uncle. yeah, it was, it was a little bit like that because the, the 2004 series was the friendship series. It was called where India toured Pakistan for the first time. And I think it was 16 years or 15 years since Tendulkar made his debut basically in 1989. And they hadn't been back since. So they went back in 2004 and won for the first time there in a test series, winning that the test series and winning the ODI series at the time as well. It was it was absolutely brilliant. And the friendship between the two nations at the time, the two sets of fans, the Indian fans traveling over to Pakistan. And, you know, you hear stories of them not getting charged. They're going to shops. They're, they're eating out in restaurants. They're staying in guest houses and, and the Pakistan public are not charging them. For anything, so they basically got a, a free trip there, just out of friendship. And then the Pakistan fans who were granted a visa to come over in 05, it was the same thing in India as well. They were just not getting charged anywhere they went. Oh, you're here for the cricket. You're from Pakistan. Here, have a free meal, have a free room in a guest house or whatever. Um, it, was, it was just great. The, the whole thing was great. The cricket was great. Both sides had legendary players in those squads at the time as well, which I think made it even more special. And just great times. And it's so sad. I mean, I was lucky that, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really, when I was a small kid, didn't really see them play against each other. The 99 series, I was a bit young. Plus, we didn't get the live broadcast in England. We had to wait for highlights to come at the weekend and things like that. And 04 was the first time I saw these sides play together in a series. And it was fantastic. And then we got it year after year until 07. And looking back on it, it might have felt too much at the time, but it was just yeah. brilliant. And then how lucky we were to see that and, and how lucky we are whenever they do take to the field. Look, we, we've got to be grateful for these small moments that we get in either ICC tournaments or Asia Cups. And again... One small that, that... memory I have of India-Pakistan. Uh, I saw the match live at Eden Gardens during the 2016 T20 World Cup. So like that, that was a big... Dream, so to say, like a big tick, like checkbox fulfilled. Uh, The match was originally supposed to be in Dharmshala, but because of political reasons, all of Pakistan's matches were shifted to um, Eden Gardens and India-Pakistan also. Uh, I was very lucky to get tickets. Like there was a system of uh, ICC, like they had the lottery system for tickets back during the 2016 World Cup. I was very lucky my name came like in that lottery and then I got tickets for the uh, final also, uh, which was also in Eden. So yeah, I was pretty lucky. Uh, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. But you've been lucky, Sarah. You've been lucky because... Have you seen you... India Pakistan like live? Yeah, many times um, through work. And I'm so grateful yeah. to do the job that I do and be able to commentate on these matches um, for the BBC and for others as well. It's... My my favourite moment of watching was in Adelaide at the 2015 oh, wow. Cricket yeah. World Cup, just because 
it was my first time to Adelaide in the new Adelaide Stadium. Fantastic stadium, honestly. My, my favourite stadium in all of world cricket to be at, to, to be working from, basically. Not just because the media facilities are great, but the whole stadium as a whole, the, the welcome from the locals in Adelaide. You know, it's not a big, big city. It's, it's quite a small place, massive ground, but quite a small town. It's intimate. The whole town was basically taken over by uh, India and Pakistan supporters and, and people from the media and the whole world's media was there really for that match. And um, obviously India were on the right end of the result. Yeah. Kohli got runs, um, beautiful sunset over the stands as India were about to win that match. It was a day-nighter and it was just, just fabulous, fabulous yeah. atmosphere that there was there. So that's probably my favourite memory. I've, I was also there, I have to say, uh, there for quite a few of the matches, but one that does stand out for the wrong reasons was the 2017 Champions Trophy, the final, obviously. The first yeah. match I was there for as well, that was great. That was business as usual. Um, and uh, but, but I was there as a fan for the 2004 Champions Trophy as well, which India lost at Edgbaston. Um, so I was there with my dad for that one. This was when I was just a teenager. Um so yeah, there, there's been more good memories than bad from from an Indian perspective, and watching. And that's what I was saying. You you've been lucky because you've started following cricket in an era where India have become this dominant yeah. force in world cricket. I grew up in the the nineties and particularly late nineties and that ninety nine series. I just remember Pakistan going one nil up in the series. In uh, Chennai, it was, and Tendulkar not able to get India over the line with that brilliant fourth inning century, but just falling short. And it was typical of India then. Tendulkar can't do it, then nobody can. Everybody else just collapsed like a like a pack of cards. And then Shoebatta doing what he did in the, I mean, India winning the second test, Kumble ten wickets. That was great. So the series was officially drawn one all, but then they had this third test match, which was kind of added on at Eden Gardens, and Shobakdar wasn't part of the first two test matches, and he just sort of was bursting onto the scene at that point. And he silenced Eden Gardens with Sachin and Dravid's wicket consecutively, and yeah. you know Sachin out for a duck in that one. Dravid was batting well, and, and he was gone in that same over as well, and just completely silenced Eden Gardens, Pakistan going on to win that match. And they say win the series. The series was officially drawn one all, and this was another one-off test match. I don't know what the reason was, whether it was some sort of anniversary or whatever it was. It was a one-off test match at Eden Gardens. But anyway, they played three test matches. India lost two of them. And Pakistan were just, at that point in time, you know, the 99 Cricket World Cup, they were brilliant. I mean, what a side they had. They were benching Wakar Yunus and Azar Mahmood and Shahid Afridi and that's how much strength they had. That they didn't need to play these guys in their first eleven, just because of how good they were. And they got to the final and you know got beaten by one of the best Aussie sides of all time. But apart from that, they were completely dominant. They came to England and won in the mid nineties in a Test series when India just looked all at sea in that same summer. So I grew up in that time where we just were no good. We used to beat yeah. them at World Cups, and and that's about it. Apart from that, we used to get hammered more often than not in Sharjah, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then for 2004 to come and for us to start yeah. beating them, that was brilliant. I mean, you've come into it in a, in a privileged point yeah. of view for, from an Indian fan. Um, it must be great. Do, do you have the expectation yeah. whenever India play Pakistan that, look, I've seen 
India played Pakistan from 2011, whatever it was, and we normally just beat them. We're going to do it again, right? I, I still have the feeling of, oh, it's Pakistan, you know, you get a bit nervous. How do you feel? You're just always confident. Someone tagged me, you know, tweet today. This was my tweet before the uh, 2021 World Cup match last year. I didn't remember it. Someone uh, sent it to me. So my tweet was, uh, is it only me or am I more excited for India, New Zealand? So, uh, and not India, Pakistan, because somehow I was like, oh, India is going to beat Pakistan. I think the person who tagged me is from Pakistan. So that's why he's like, any such, any more predictions this time. Uh, so yeah, it's like, um, India always beats Pakistan. The 2017 Champions Trophy was just one-off. This tweet of my Champions Trophies, though, is yeah. They, they've they've done it previously. Yeah, yeah. Given that, yeah. Um, but the T Twenty World Cup last yeah. time, that was the first time they've beaten India in a World Cup. This tweet probably shows complacency from not only my side. Everyone probably was expecting, okay, India will defeat Pakistan. It's just going to be a walk in the park for them. What followed was just heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. And uh, yeah. as you said, I've been privileged to grow up in an era where India win more than they lose. Uh, my mother, she followed sports. I think because of her, I came into cricket more because she had, uh, she liked watching uh, not only cricket, but sports overall. So she used to tell me back in the 90s, India used to just, you know, keep losing. and It was all the Sharjah series. Yeah, you know? it was just a disaster. Yeah, it was just a disaster yeah. to watch them. I mean, in Sharjah, we used to do that yeah. quite a lot. I just, I've got bad memories of Sharjah. You know, people talk about Sachin and the Desert Storm and all that. That was great. That was one yeah. of the, the great years. But they used to go there pretty much every yeah. year. And Pakistan would more often than not beat India in the big matches. and yeah, I can't just... imagine how that must be because India lost to uh, England in the fifth test and I was just heartbroken for at least one, two days. I was like, so how don't could worry. they? It's, it's, so, not, it's not the yeah. fifth test. It's, it was a one-off test. It we was won a one-off the series test. 2-1 yeah. in 2021. Come on. I mean, it's surely yeah. anyone... With any, uh, all right, on paper it will go down. In the official records, India drew the series two, yeah. which is you know, not a bad we result know. against a side that's playing like that. Um, you know, we shouldn't have lost that test in 2021. That was the issue, wasn't it? Um, yeah. The one at Heading. And the which was one just, match, yeah, yeah. I think the first match, oh, India could have won, drain. Oh, like, yeah, all sorts. Rained. I mean, look, th- yeah. those kind of things you can't do much about. But when you're coming back the following year with, yeah. Both sides completely different coaching setups, captains, selection of players. You know, it's difficult to sort of consider it as part of the same series. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll just say, don't worry, we'll just on this podcast, 99.94 in our records, <laughs> it goes down as an India win in the four match series in 2021, won that series 2 1. And there's a great poster that Wisden have got on sale at the moment, or they certainly had up until recently. London has fallen with a picture of Virat Kohli celebrating. It's like a, yeah. a mock movie poster. And yeah. uh, I think, I can't remember the other two players in the background there as well, but that's a fantastic Siraj, one. Wins, Umran, yeah, Siraj, who took the final wicket at Lords, of course, in that win there. One at the Oval as well, of course. Um, was that Shadul taking the final wicket there? It might have been Shadul or Siraj, one or the other. It was Jimmy Anderson, feathered one behind. 
Um, but yeah, London certainly fell and uh, England fell in 2021. And we'll just call the 2022, look, it's just a one-off. Look, we're just yeah. letting England earn a bit, a, bit, a bit of money that they lost out on for that fifth test in 2021. So that that was that was it really. That's the 99.94 records anyway. And just a reminder <laughs> that 99.94 is more than just this podcast. Jared Kimber has got Red Inca. That focuses on deep issues from within the global game. There's also Double Century, a look at the history of the game. We've been going down memory lane uh, just a moment or two here as well. Uh, there are other podcasts from other teams, West Indies on 99.94, the best Caribbean coverage. You've got England on 99.94. You're guaranteed to be uh, entertained on that one. We've got a Northerner and a Southerner trying to discuss all things English cricket. South Africa on 99.94 is also looking at the radically changing nature of cricket in the Rainbow Nation. You can find them all on your usual podcast apps on YouTube and on the 99.94 app as well. And uh, so just a quick one as well. You talked about your mum there. It's it's funny, isn't it? When, look, my dad's a hardcore cricket fan, always has been. He's the reason why I'm into cricket and sport. I mean, he'll, he'll watch any sport on TV or, or in person. He just... I remember him watching things like speed skating when I was a kid because there was no other sport on. So he's he's a sport nut and a cricket nut as well. But my mum, when I was growing up, look, she had no real interest in cricket. She'd keep across maybe the scores or whatever. But the first time I really saw her getting into it, and she has got really into Indian cricket in recent times, was 2003 World Cup in South Africa, India versus Pakistan, that Sachin Tendulkar 98 off 50 odd to beat Pakistan and that great side that they had at the time. And, you know, we're chasing 270 odd. In those days, that was a big yeah. target in a big match that was high pressure. And before the match, I remember I got, I used to get up early, watch all the previews and just get myself psyched up for the occasion, put on my favorite India top and all that kind of stuff. I remember my mum got up even earlier than me and she was, we've got this, well, in, this was in our old house uh, at the time uh, when I used to live with them and um, small mandir in the house as as most uh, Hindu families do. Mm. She was just praying. She was doing puja all morning, just praying yeah. for India to win the match. And then when it came to the first ball, I thought she'd come in and join me and my dad and watch the game and all that. She couldn't watch. She was so nervous. She was in the back somewhere. She was in and out of the kitchen. She was just doing chores and just trying to keep herself busy. And she'd pop her head in every now and again. What's the score? Oh, God. And, you know, Saeed Anwar was still in. And, they were back. you know, that, that was the first yeah. time I saw it. And it's funny what India versus Pakistan does to people, um, especially people who aren't really that into cricket or that hardcore into cricket. But when it's a big occasion like this. I mean, the hype in India right now must be huge, right? Not quite as big as if it was a World Cup match, of yeah. course, but look, it's still India versus Pakistan, isn't it? Has it been all over the media? Has it been all over TV, all over news, all over all these uh, YouTube channels over there? Is that what you're seeing at the moment? Yeah, India-Pakistan is always huge. Um, there's this funny saying that, you know, India-Pakistan, everyone becomes a cricket expert. They've not watched cricket for five years, but in India-Pakistan, and they all have an opinion on what this player should have done or could have done. Um, it's been exciting everywhere. It's like, yeah, 
okay, India-Pakistan is coming up. And the fact that there could be three matches is further, you know, kind of like uh, we've all been uh, limited to one one match in one tournament, one match in four or five years, uh, two, three years between the two sides. Now, potentially three matches and then one more in the T20 World Cup. So, yeah, it's, you know, time for, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge, isn't it? Right, let's look at the sides then. India, we've talked about their, in our previous episode, their batting and their bowling and the, the kind of makeup of the squad. Pakistan as well, relying, we think, a lot on their top order or their top two, really, in the batting lineup. There's no Shaheen Shah Afridi, there's no Bumrah as well for India. Pakistan having the extra sort of quick bowling options in terms of speedsters, the likes of. Nasim Shah, etc., Mohammed Hasnain, as well in there. What do you think it's going to come down to? Let's, let's, who do you think is going to play first? Let, let's go down that route. So from an Indian point of view, let's start with the batting. I think Rohit Sharma, Kale Rahul, Virat Kohli, guaranteed, 100%. Is this your no 11 doubt. or is this the 11 they're realistically going to go in? I think they're realistically going to yeah. play, yeah. If I was yeah. to do my 11, it might look slightly different, but... yeah. I think they're going to go with those three, guaranteed. Mm. Yeah, top three we're, we're agreed on. Rohit, yep. KL and Virat. Who bats at four? I mean, you've got, look, these are the options, right? You've got Sky, yeah. Huda, yeah. Rishabh Bunt. I mean, you could have floating batters like Rishabh yeah. Bunt. Doesn't need to come in at four. He could I come in Surya at four. I think Surakumar is a lock-in. He's got to be locked in, right? Yeah. Then it gets interesting. I mean, you could put Surakumar a bit lower because, you know, sometimes they have used him in a finishing role, haven't yeah. they, as well? And if you feel Rishabh Pant just seems in the zone today, you might push him up the order or, but you know, whatever it might be. But then the issue with that will be, you know, you have KL Rahul, not the best strike on his day. He's good, but on his day, he's 125 strike rate. There's Rahul... Um, Kohli at three and then Pant, who does not have the best strike rate in T20Is. Uh, it's around one. It's so less Pant than 150. Um, I think he will play. Does DK yeah, play? Yeah, that, that's... Uh, I think this... I think DK, unfortunately, will be the one missing out. Pant, uh, he... India love him. We all know what he can do. ODI is in the recent uh, series against England. He scored that fabulous 100. I don't think he is not going to play. DK's place, yeah, is tricky. The other thing with DK is, you know, he just comes in at, um, in the last five overs, India have kept that role for him. So what if India are 10 for three? They, they can just push DK, like, I don't think DK is going to bat up the order. We've seen even players like Akshar Patel walk out before him just so uh, Dinesh Karthik's uh, entry point is secured. His entry point is between 14-15 after those overs. He has a strike rate of around 120 in the middle overs. Uh, he struggles against spin. So he's the kind of player who can only, you know, kind of play in the last five overs. Do India want to go in with kind of a one-dimensional player is worth asking. Uh, he's a high-risk, high-reward kind of player. If he gets going, he scores those 50 and 20 balls. But if he doesn't, 
um you know he's bat he's taking up a spot only batting in the last 4 or 5 overs not bowling not keeping like is is he taking up a spot or uh, you know that potentially that's a, so look, yeah. this this is what i've got down for the 11 right so the top 3 we've got locked in rohit kl virat kohli and they'll probably come in that order as well although yeah i mean if it was me this is the change I'd make. KL, see you later, son. Doesn't matter if you're vice captain or not. Virat has to open, I think, to get the best out of him. Power playovers, play proper shots, find the mm. gaps. That that suits him better. And and we saw that in that 2016 IPL season, didn't we? I, I think that's the best place for him still. And if he's going to be in a T20 side, and that's debatable as well, he has to open. Yeah. Coming in at three is no good. Because what, what if they put on 50 for the first wicket in... Decent time, but not, you know, not 50 or five overs, but they do 50 off seven and a half overs. And then Coley comes in and gets himself set and does his, you know. Yeah. Is he going to be able to go hard from, from ball one? Well, we've seen him try in recent times, but he's not been in the best of form. So jury's still out on that one. But anyway, I think they'll go with those three, with Virat coming in at three. Sky four slash five, Rishab four slash five. So there's four and five sorted. And then you're right. I think Deepak Kudda is going to miss out. I think Dinesh Karthik is going to miss out. Yeah. They're going to go Hardik because they're going to need that extra bowling option. And Hardik is like one of the certainties. Sure, yeah. Sure. I mean, he's at a, you know, he's been in great form through the last IPL and whenever he's been in India colours recently, yeah. he's bowling now, which is the extra dimension to his game. Jadeja, I think, comes in at seven. You might debate that, but I think that's yeah. what they're going to go with. And then you've got your four bowlers in no particular order. You've probably got Bhuvi, Yuzi Chahel, I think Bishnoi, and Arshdeep. The reason mm-hmm. I've not gone with Ashwin is because, as I say, I think he's the fourth spinning option. And yeah. I think they'll probably rather go with Bishnoi in there. And Arshdi, for his death specialty, I know Bhuvi can do it as well, but it's always good to have two of them. And Avesh has the capability of going for quite a few runs when he doesn't quite get it right as well. So that's what I reckon. Do you, do you reckon they'll they'll go with pretty much that lineup? So to miss out Deepak Kuda, DK, Ashwin, Avesh Khan. Yeah, I'm unsure of Bishnoi in my eleven. In your 11 or in the 11 that they're going to pick? Because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Our 11s might be different, but... Because it's it's going to be a straight shootout, isn't it? It's going to be either Bishnoi or Ashwin. They're not going to go with an extra seamer, are they, in those conditions? Because they've got... Yeah. If they've got three seaming options, including Hardik Bandia, that's enough, right? For the UAE. So... And then if they've got three spinning options as well. Isn't having Deepak Huda, like, he, you know, he strengthens the... If there's no Dinesh Karthik, he strengthens your batting and he can bowl a few overs as well. So, yeah, he's not the kind of spinner which Bishnoi is, obviously. Uh, but there's already Jadeja, there's Chahal and Huda can do a decent job. He's got very few chances. Yeah, yeah that means that one of Deepak Huda... Jadeja or Pandya, probably not Deepak Kuda, but one of those three is going to have to yeah. bowl their full quota. I'm hoping well. Hardik is fully fit to 
keep bowling his four overs for next he, many he more can. years. And if he's bowling yeah. well, that's fine. But then yeah. Jadeja's not the best T20 bowler. Who does yeah. a part-timer? Hardik can go for runs. That's the only risk I see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Bishnoi can go for runs. But Bishnoi, that bit of mystery. You know, they, they've not faced him before, Pakistan. That's another thing yeah. as well, isn't it? They won't have seen too much. Obviously, they've done all the analysis and the videos and all that. But it's not the same as facing this guy in the middle. He's not a conventional spinner, is he? Is his election a, a surprise to you? Or do you think uh, they could have probably gone with Akshar Patel in the squad instead of Vishnoi? If you've got Jadeja, Akshar, Akshar Patel is yeah. not going to play. That's, Fair, that's the yeah. only issue. Unless Jadeja gets yeah. injured, he won't play him. Um, but look, it'd be interesting to see which route they go down. But we're probably agreed that they're not going to go more than three seamers, including Hardik Pandya as the yeah. all-rounder. So two front-line seamers and then Hardik and then um, three spinners and, and whether that be Hooder as a part-time spinner and, and an extra batting option. or It'd be interesting, but that's what I think they're going to do. Um, they tend to go back to what they know best and what they're least scared of, what they see as you know, the least risk when it comes to these big matches. There there hasn't been that much risk-taking in the selection in big matches in recent times from yeah. India. In terms of Pakistan, also, then... Also, um, just one, uh, like, India's new approach, so to say, have, uh, they've not bad, uh, they've not played against very strong sides. Um, England, obviously, in T20Is, like, this year, they played uh, Ireland, they've played... Uh, West Indies, so these are not very strong sides. So this new approach is yet to be tested against. Not bad, you though. Know? <laughs> not bad. I mean, yeah. look, Ireland. Okay, I agree. Yeah. But you know, the Ireland can compete as we've seen against some yeah. side. But England are a top side. Yeah, You've got to agree with that. Yeah, they might not have their full quota. Three T Twenty is then. So yeah, you know, still, you know how it sustains over a long time. If yeah. these players can do it against better teams, higher ranked teams. Yeah, Over and the West Indies period. as well. Yeah, you know, no, no mugs, but yeah, you're yeah. right. They they need to do it on a more consistent basis, yeah. and still quite early in Sri that. Sri Lanka, so, well, they did yeah. against Sri Lanka, but we know Sri Lanka is not really up there. So yeah. yeah. So in terms of Pakistan, then India are going to go all out attack. Pakistan probably just do what they know best in T20s, right? They'll they'll back their openers, Babar Azam, Mohammad Rizwan. They'll hope Fakhar Zaman and some of the other guys in the middle order can pull off some shocks. They'll hope that without Shaheen, that they've got enough firepower and attack. Do you, I mean, look, they're littered with seamers, as India are overall, maybe not in this squad, but you know, they're, they're, they're blessed with some talented seamers, shall we say. But Nassim Shah has not been proven at T20 level. Mm-hmm. Even at test level, he's a very young, very raw prospect. Mohamed Hasnain has been playing over in the 100 here in England, and um, is now part of the squad. And but there's a bit of controversy over his action in recent times, and he's come back, and and all is good, we're told. But Marcus Stoinis got himself in a bit yeah. of trouble when he's playing against him in the hundred for suggesting that he was uh, chucking the ball. But you know he, he's a very fast bowler. Once again, well, when he gets in his rhythm, he can be quick. He can cause a lot of problems for the batters. Harris Ralph, as well, another one who's done well in franchise cricket around the world. Are they maybe lacking in the spin department? I mean, I don't look down there and 
I mean, the, there's no name that sticks out. There's no Saklain Mushtaq. There's no Mushtaq Ahmed. There's no Shahid Afridi. There's no Saeed Ajmal. There's no Yasser Shah. You know, they, they've had some great spinners over the years. They haven't got anyone now, have they? They are not got a great spinner. Is that going to be a Shadab problem? Shadab Khan is there. Shadab's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Um, but the one to trouble Virat Kohli, you'd say, probably. He's yeah. struggled against uh, spinners. Uh, so you know that would be a matchup that could be interesting. Um, you spoke about the uh, bowling lineup, bowling Dahan Des Dahani also, but he's not bold. He's not a new ball. Uh, he doesn't take the new ball often. Uh, there is, yeah, I think a lot of people like him though in Pakistan. Yeah. You, you, I've not seen much of him myself. Um, yeah. Apart from when he was taking selfies with Dhoni in the um, T20 World Cup uh, on the outfield after that game, and he was a substitute in that one. Um, but every time there's an injury to, like, yeah. say, Shaheen, for instance, and their Pakistan cricket Twitter is discussing what the options are, and, and I have a cheeky look at some of my journalist friends, and all the comments suggest, oh, get the honey in there, get the honey in there. He, he's the man. He, he's the future. So a lot of people like him. I, I've not seen him play live, so I can't comment on that. But highly rated from within. Yeah, even Mohammed Vaseem, he's he has. Uh, I was just looking up some stats and uh, Junior. Yeah, Vaseem Junior. junior. Yeah. In the like, yeah. he has a economy rate of over ten in the power play overs. Um, this was in the twenty twenty two PSL. Again, not a new ball bowler. Uh, but with Pakistan, you know, you just know that they have too many uh, fast bowlers. And on their day, you never know, like, who comes in and just destroys India, so to say. Uh, so let's not be complacent. They are still, like, very... You never know what can happen because they all have the talent. They all have pace. So, yeah. Well, wait and see what happens on the day. Um I think it could be a battle of, of the spinners throughout the tournament. We'll wait and see how it goes in this particular match, the one that the world of cricket is waiting for. One quick question. In fact, two questions. I'll, firstly, I want you to predict India versus Pakistan. How's it going to go on the I day? I'll tell you mine. <laughs> India will win. Yep. Easily. Going to be a tight contest. Easily. Should I predict the next three? I'm predicting three matches of India-Pakistan. I think two will be easy wins. One will be a little close match. The final. <laughs> Maybe the final. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think if, if India turn up and play anywhere near their best, so 90-odd percent of their capabilities, they should win. I mean, it, but it's yeah. T20 cricket. It takes one performance from the opposition, doesn't it? Yeah. And somebody could individually win the match. So, you know, Fakhar Zaman could have another freak day. I mean, yeah, he scored that 100 in the 2017 Champions Trophy final. He didn't really middle a ball until he got to about 80. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, he was just slogging really, but it came off, didn't it? It came off and somebody like him could do it again. There could be a fantastic bowling performance. I mean, Shadab could run through our side with his spin or it could be one of the quicks, couldn't it? It could be a Nasim Shah or... Yeah. Mohammed Hasnain or someone like that. India just 10 runs for three through. again. Yeah, so then it then always it's like game it's over. very strange. They are 
just these 45 minutes of bad play, as Kohli says, often comes back in these uh, pressure situations, 10 for 3. And it's always when you want, okay, everything should go well today. It's probably pressure getting to them or I don't know what. It's just India somehow find a way to just lose when they are going so well and you're like, okay, they will win this match. But then suddenly it's just 45 minutes of bad play and they are... Yeah, look, I think they should win on on Sunday. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and everything else for that one. We'll be both uh, watching on, uh, as I'm sure all of you guys will. And uh, do join us after as well. Uh, The day after we'll be recording uh, another podcast just to review what happened in India versus Pakistan and look ahead to the rest of the games in the Asia Cup as well. Another quick question for you, Sarah, just to finish up on very briefly. Does anyone care about the Asia Cup? Is it important? Is it just Asian teams who care or do, do they even care? Is it just I think too first much of cricket all, and, and another tournament just squeezed in there for the sake of it? I think first of all, it's because of the history. But second and most importantly, I think it's just India-Pakistan. Off late has just become a battle of India-Pakistan matches. Another opportunity for both teams to play together. We are not complaining. We are deprived of watching these two very talented teams play regularly. So we'll take whatever comes our way. And even if people don't really care about the Asia Cup, everyone is going to watch India-Pakistan. So I think the significance of the match between these two countries is more than, you know, the overall what Asia Cup, who wins the Asia Cup? Yeah, okay, whoever wins, great. But India-Pakistan, you know, three matches, they should be close, good games. Lot of talented players, Babar Azam, Kohli. You know, after that uh, tweet of his recently, it's just added another dimension to this battle. So, yeah, looking forward to it and... Hopefully, it's three good games. I'm saying three. I'm assuming it's three India-Pakistan matches. Hopefully, it's three. Let's not forget the other sides involved as well. We don't want to be disrespectful to them. We're, of course, not. We've talked about their their strengths and weaknesses as well in our previous episode. But Sunday is all about India versus Pakistan. Uh, Hopefully, from this podcast point of view, another India victory on the big stage against their arch rivals. Whatever happens, we'll bring you... The reaction to that one, but that's about all we've got time for on this episode. Enjoy the game and join us again very soon. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at Swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. 
Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.